Welcome to the Haunted Hangover Podcast. I'm Louie, and as always, I'm joined by my bud, Dave. What is up? We here. We here. We back. We out and, here. And, and we're opening the show a little differently in this episode. Uh, I think we've only ever done this one other time, and it's when we tried eggnog with cereal. The, the grimy <laughs> recommendation. I don't know if you remember that. I, I do. I think that was... La- about like that. a year ago, I think during the yeah, holidays yeah, we did that. It is. It was. It was fucking good. It's too much, but it's good. It is too much. It it was too much. Uh, I have to revisit that again in the future. Uh, but this taste test is going to be one sided because I'm alone. This is this, all you. This is <laughs> this all Louis. But I want some feedback from you. So I so. think I've had it before, <laughs> but you go first. So so we're opening the show. Obviously, the title of this episode is favorite Halloween scenes. From non-Halloween you know movies what? part two. I think favorite is a term to be used loosely. I think we're more so just going with scenes that we appreciate in yeah. non-Halloween movies. Well, to me, these are two of my favorites. Okay, so that's maybe, fair. Maybe, They're both. It's both. That's fair. Yeah, so that's kind of maybe... You a, know what? A, one, one of them is my favorite too, so I shouldn't say that. Come on, Dave. It's like a, yeah. Come yeah. on. <laughs> All right. But yeah, so... I, I, this was spur of the moment because I, I, the last, I'd say month or two, I've been seeing people post up how excited they are for this to return, for this to come back. The Royal Rumble was two weeks ago and one of the matches was themed after this very drink it's amazing. And, it fe- and it featured your boy Bray Wyatt. So, <laughs> so I, I felt Love like after seeing, and honestly, I, I couldn't find it. I, I, like, I think I stumbled in a random 7-Eleven in like New Jersey mm-hmm. and I saw it on the, cause the 7-Elevens by me in Queens did not have this drink, but I saw it okay. randomly. I wasn't even looking for it. I was looking for something else. And I was like, oh shit, they have this here. I'll grab one and drink it on the show. But that is Mountain Dew Pitch Black. Okay. All right. By the way, the Bray Wyatt match, which happened a few weeks ago, it was also it was called a pitch black match. Did the loser get doused in uh, Mountain Dew? (laughs) That would have made the match better. (laughs) Unfortunately, all it was was a neon. Everything was neon. They had like black lights on everything. Confetti, glowing confetti, like shot out. How creative. (laughs) Yeah. And then like Bray Wyatt had like he had black light makeup. So when he came out, it was normal lighting. And then when they turned the black lights on, his face was all evil and scared. And he had, he had like grills on, like fan grills. It was quite amusing. <laughs> so, and there was a giant pitch black, Mountain Dew pitch black emblem in the ring, which reminded me of the old like Slim Jim promotions. Remember when they used to have Slim Jim all over the WCW yes. ring? So I just got a kick out of it. And when I saw that during the Royal Rumble, I wasn't really clamoring to find it and drink it because this is going to be a shocker. I've never had Mountain Dew Pitch Black. I'm losing. I'm going it. to. You, I tried it last last season. This past season. This past. Oh, you were able to. Fu- no, Mountain Dew Voodoo is maybe what you're confu- You're getting it confused with. Oh, maybe it is. Then. No. So I have a little spiel. It probably I'll tastes the same fucking same. We'll find out in a second. So <laughs> so basically, this drink. I I saw that. I stumbled across it. I've seen. I'm seeing everyone talk about it. I was like, I gotta try this goddamn drink for once in my life because I've never had it before. And I thought, why not we just open a show with me trying Mountain Dew Pitch Black? A little quick history lesson. You probably have had this, but you just didn't. You don't remember. You obviously. It tastes I, the same. It tastes like Skittles. That's no, the fucking well, no. bottom line. And, and I'm going to get to that in a sec. So originally, this drink was first released in 2004 during the Halloween season. Hence why I wanted, I wanted to try it on the, on the podcast. Okay. And it was a black grape flavor. The dark color is what gives it the Dude, evil, the grape evil soda vibe. Is amazing. I haven't had grape soda. It's in, so good in at least a decade. If I'm Dude, being one hundred percent honest, it's so bad for you. But I really fuck with soda. I'm not even. Yeah, lie. you drink it way more. I think we've talked about it before. I, you drink it I way more. It. You drink soda way more than I. Like root beer and stuff. We've mentioned all that on the show before. Listen, You're a big fan. <laughs> listen, if I'm out, if I'm out to dinner, if I'm out to dinner with friends, that's your vice. Pizza. <laughs> Dude, yeah, one hundred percent. I'm getting. A, I'm having a soda with my dinner, like one hundred percent. You don't. You don't. You don't do the hard stuff. You have a soda. That's that's uh, that's, so, that's that's Dave's vice. I. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I I uh, this drink came out in two thousand and four during the Halloween season. Black grape flavor, right? 
in 2004 when this came out, I don't even remember seeing this on shelves. Do you? I don't. No, honestly, I don't. I don't think during that time, I was. I honestly can't even remember. Yeah. That time. <laughs> I, I I graduated high school at that point. Like I, I don't remember seeing this everywhere. The only thing I see people always constantly promoting this, and you probably have seen it, Dave, is there's like this creature from the Black Lagoon standee holding a bottle of this. I've seen several mm, people post that up maybe. on social media a bunch of times. But yeah, 2004, Halloween season, we got Pitch Black, the original incarnation that was black grape flavor. Then in 2005, we have Pitch Black 2, the sequel for the Halloween season, and they changed it. It was a dark citrus punch. So okay. they changed, they reformed they're a new formula for this soda. Do you think Vin Diesel made it? <laughs> pitch black 2 specifically not part one just the second one vin diesel popped up fighting alien monsters or whatever my man vin vinnie diesel yo one just like never having pitch black mountain dew pitch black i've never seen the pitch black movies so i think i've seen the first one never had i didn't any. know there was i didn't know there were sequels but i think i've seen the first one i think it's like riddick is one of them i have never I had no i've never had they're any stupid I've never, yeah, I've never had any interest in watching them. I'm not a, I'm not a Vin Diesel fan, if I'm being uh, completely yeah, honest. So yes, Pitch Black the Soda, <laughs> they they discontinued it after the 2005 Halloween season, and they brought it back in the summer of 2011, which is I guess where they decided to put the kibosh on it being a Halloween soda, and it was just like, all right, we're gonna release it, drop it in the summer, and it was just a normal Mountain Dew. In 20, and this is this is really interesting, and I want your take on this. In 2015, so it got discontinued mm-hmm. again. Came and went a lot. 2004, 5, 2011. Now we're up to 2015. They ran a contest. People love this soda so much that they ran a contest on social media that like 1,050, like, you know, 1050, 1,050 mm-hmm. numbers. Not my strong suit. <laughs> but they could win. Some pitch black if they use the hashtag we want pitch black. Weird. That like a thousand people would get a soda. Isn't that odd? Like I tweet. Mean, isn't that just, just like that's so strange. The ta- hashtag we want pitch black. And then they pick a winner and send you a soda. They do that shit now. I'm not up to date with all like the junk food shit. Only unless it's Halloween related. So mm-hmm. I've seen like grimy always is sending me like maple maple like french toast flavored pepsi that's like limited it's like limited to like 500 people that submit something so weird these contests for sodas it's insane yeah so that was 2015 2016 they had something called the do cision and what this was is people voted if they wanted baja blast which i have had several times or pitch black and pitch black won and the winner of that Basically, do bait, decision, the do bait <laughs> decision uh, was pitch black and it would become permanent. So, but which, which is funny because Baja Blast is at every Taco Bell. I don't know if you know that. So that's, you've probably have had that one before. Baja Blast. It's like a, it's like a neon Maybe. green. It's not neon yeah, green. Probably. It's like a turquoise green Mountain Dew, not neon green like the original Mountain Dew. Okay. So that was 2016, right? And pitch black became permanent i use that air quotes and once again discontinued and showed up sporadically through 2019 and 2022 it just continued to be discontinued and you'd find it in random places it's one of those it's almost like the creepypasta of soda it's like you see it on the you see it's like you see it sometimes but then it's gone it's like is it real is it not real and i never paid attention to this like the mcrib it's like the Mick exactly. I think it's like Mountain Dew's version of the McRib. <laughs> they literally, dude, I feel like every five, and I don't eat the McRib for obvious reasons, but. I've never had it either. I always, people, like, I feel like Mountain, uh, Mountain Dew McDonald's has said, oh, say goodbye to the McRib every like three years, and then they bring that shit back anyway because people love it. So. There's like a niche group that, like, will sign a petition to fucking bring the McRib back. I yes. can't ever imagine that being any good. But hey, if did it's you good, ever want to try the McRib? Did you ever? Were you ever no. curious about it? You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of like a shitty version of a of like a school sandwich you get on the on the like the school <laughs> lunch line, smothered in and, barbecue sauce, right? Like just like really shitty meat smothered in barbecue sauce to mask the bad taste. <laughs> I don't know. 
I don't want to try it. Never. Maybe I'll try to it. it one day. And you're and you're and you know you 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 dabble in the meat, so it's uh, that I doesn't do. sound. That However, doesn't, you want to yeah, know that sounds yeah, dude, that bad. Sound, <laughs> you dabble well, you know in what? the meat. No, it doesn't sound bad. That's just not the way I swing. But hey, um, what was I gonna say? Uh, this entire week, I've actually have eaten vegan dinners every oh, single wow. night. That's good. That's good. That's nope. always a good thing. But. Mm-hmm. Moving on from from the McRib and vegan diets. <laughs> so 2023, they brought back Pitch Black. It made its triumphant return in uh, the the er- earlier this year, literally within the last month or so. It, it's come back and they brought back the classic. I'm assuming citrus, dark citrus punch flavor, which I'm holding. And they brought back a black a Pitch Black Zero and a Pitch Black Energy Drink. So all of that was oh, wow. brought back this year. They're really running the gauntlet with this. Yeah, and, and it kind of sucks because I wish they would have brought this back for Halloween. But and that goes that goes back to what you said earlier that you think you had it. You had <clears throat> you had Mountain Dew Voodoo, which I feel kind of took over for Pitch Black. That's like their new thing now every Halloween. So there's no more Pitch Black during the Halloween season. You just get it. Like whenever they feel like releasing it, and then we get Voodoo every year, which is a mystery flavor. It's not supposed, you know. Last year was Sour Patch. One year I think it was Strawberry or Skittles or some shit. We did a video together a few years ago, taste mm-hmm. testing uh, Mountain Dew Voodoo, and and I think you said it tasted like coconut for some reason. I was Skittles. About, it always just is, it's always Skittles. It's always Skittles to you. But yeah, they brought this back. I thought it'd be fun to 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 try it here, see if I like it, lose my Mountain Dew Pitch Black virginity. Here on okay. on the air, you know what I'm saying, and uh, if you, I don't know if you can see, but like, there's little for some reason there's little like planets and shit on here, so it's not Halloweeny at all. What they should have done is put Bray Wyatt's face on it after that Royal Rumble pitch black Yo, match. That would sell a lot. <laughs> Missed opportunity, WWE yeah. and Mountain Dew. They sh- well, Bray Wyatt's face should be right here, just <laughs> drinking a fucking pitch I black. I agree. <laughs> but yes, let me uh, let me crack this open and give it a taste. You, I'm gonna sip my seltzer when you sip your pitch Ooh, black. Look at that. You can hear the uh, the, the bubbles. ASMRs. <laughs> smells very citrusy smells like mountain dew smells like like you said what all these mountain dew sodas smell the same it's fucking and they're all supposed to be different flavors it makes no sense so it makes no sense but yes cheers Let, let's let's give this a a, a sipple mm-hmm. it's probably good oh caffeine content I could use some of that right now. It's been a long day. Uh, there you go. <laughs> uh, it's citrusy, not grape. Uh, it's okay. I, I don't. I'm not a big citrus soda guy. Like I was never into like Sprite and stuff like that. Every really. now and, and then, it's all right. Mountain Dew and and not my, like Mountain Dew exactly. Like the regular Mountain Dew. I don't. I don't ever drink. Like that wasn't my sodas were always like Dr Pepper root beer things like that. That was always yeah. Dr Pepper root beer. So Those let me ask go-to. you this. Yeah. What do you what do you like better? Now there's a there's a different now there is a distinct difference between the t- two of these and then I'm going to compare the two of them to the one. But then we're going to compare the two that I'm comparing to the one. Does that make sense? So Gotcha. <laughs> Coke Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Okay. Me. Now, I don't love I mean I mean I fuck with Coke, but I do like Pepsi more. However, if the option for Mexican Coke oh, that's way is better. on the table, yeah, then I'm going for the Mexican Coke. Mexican Coke is amazing because they use like real sugar, cane sugar. The pure sugar. cane yeah, sugar, right. Which always yes. makes it. It's no high so, fructose. I forget. Is there high fructose corn syrup in the I don't know. I, I have no Probably. idea. But it's, There's it's, high fructose it's, corn it's, syrup in all these sodas. So, and what was the other part of the question? You said there was another. Well, that was, that was a saying. Oh, okay. So, we're comparing Coke to Pepsi, but then we're comparing Coke to Coke. So Coke to Mexican Coke. Right. You got to put a little uh, dot, little uh, asterisk next to that because Mexican Coke is definitely better than regular Coke. Uh, yeah. But yeah, to, to close out the uh, the Mountain Dew Pitch Black here, it's okay. Citrusy. I like the black color of it. Um, it's honestly not that sweet. I prefer the Voodoo. I like the clear color of the Voodoo. And I've enjoyed the mystery flavors because they're so distinct and different. I know to you it tastes like Skittles. But I can kind of taste the subtle differences between the different uh, 
voodoos from Mountain Dew. Oh, this is okay. Again, I have no I, people go crazy over this, but I think I think that's when nostalgia plays into people overhyping shit. You know what I mean? And again, mm-hmm. it's cool that this was a Halloween soda. If you look at advertisements and stuff for it from back in the day, if you're not familiar with Mountain Dew Pitch Black, there there were some cool Halloween ads, but I I'll have this once in my life and I think I'll live. I won't be I won't be hashtagging we want pitch black. This Halloween, it's unleashed. It's waiting for you. You can't run. You can't hide. What? We want to pitch black limited edition. All right, but so let's jump into the into the main topic of the show, not the the soda minute that we were just talking about. That was not a minute. <laughs> that was the soda fifteen minutes. <laughs> it was not a soda minute <laughs> where we just talked about soda for twenty minutes. Uh, but yeah, once again, we're gonna be talking about some of our favorite, using that word loosely, favorite Halloween scenes from non-Halloween movies. It's been yep over a year since we discussed this topic. The last time. I believe was 2021. We had Luce from the uh, It's Always Halloween Who podcast. Right? It's Always Halloween is her podcast. Yep. Um, and uh, we talked about a couple of different films that aren't necessarily Halloween movies, but have Halloween. either iconic or, yeah. or infamous or just personal favorites, favorite Halloween scenes in them that we love. Uh, yeah, and you know what? I, I'm gonna be very honest here. A- at the top, with my picks, I I kind of went with some basic answers. I, I would call them two very oh they're they're great movies, and um, and I love both of them a lot. But I wouldn't say mine are very exotic. They're not. They're not like deep cut. No, like I didn't go pretentious with mine my are a picks. Little deep cut. Yours are a little more deep cut, which is good. It's a good balance, but. I went with some. These are two scenes I've wanted us because I've mentioned it to you before. I wanted to talk about these two scenes that I picked on the show for a while because they're both two huge movies that everybody knows about. Everybody yeah. knows about these movies in, in pop culture. But I've always kind of avoided it because of that. But I was like, you know what? This is the year that we're going to talk about them. And because of that, and because I kind of built it up, I'm going to go first. I'm going to jump into Okay. My first pick. Ah, you look great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Ah. Oh. All right, bud. So my first pick, my first favorite Halloween scene from a non-Halloween movie. Now, very infamous scene is from E.T., the 1982 film E.T. Dude. Yeah. I don't even remember this. I haven't seen <laughs> E.T. since I was a kid. So when I watched this, I was like, "This is it's a great scene. It dude, really is. So, I was like, I got to watch E.T. Dude, E.T. is amazing. It's one of my favorite movies. So. Yeah, I have to watch it again. I, I don't I, remember. I have any recollection of dude, it. Dude, the fact that you don't remember this scene until I showed you Nothing. a clip of it is is wild to me. Is that is that D. Wallace as yes, the mom? Is she the mom? Is, that is D. Okay, Wallace. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, everyone knows E.T. You've got Elliot, you know, an alien gets left behind on planet Earth. He befriends the alien. He's trying to help E.T. go home, phone home. And, you know, he gets taken by the government and they have to save him. We, everyone knows E.T., the infamous scene of, of him and E.T. flying over the moon and the kids flying on their bikes. Every nostalgic show now, like Stranger Things, owes a lot. To get to E.T. There's so much of E.T. that's in like a show like Stranger Things. But one of the best things about E.T. Is it's set around Halloween. It, it's, it's, it's not a Halloween film. I wouldn't categorize, categorize it as a Halloween film. Because most of the movie you don't see Halloween decorations until this Two, two or three scenes, I'd say. It's more than yeah. one scene. I'm kind of cheating. It's kind of a segment of scenes that I'm, yeah, I'm going to talk about. Two. Yeah. And um, 
you know, you don't really, it's set in California, so you don't get that autumn vibe. But the fact that it's an 80s film, the fact that it's, they did such a, they do such a great job with these scenes that take place during the holiday just makes it one of the best things about the movie, especially being a Halloween fan, just loving the holiday. This scene, you don't even have to, what's funny about this scene, and let me, let, I want you to correct me if I'm wrong and if you agree with me, but okay. you haven't seen this movie in years. I but might as well it, not, never have seen it but at this t- point. Tell me not, watching this one little scene, you didn't even need to see the rest of the movie. It's almost like a little movie into itself, right? Like just yeah, the, it's just a really well done Halloween scene. Like just everything about it. it. Now yeah. let let's let's go through the scene briefly. Sure. So basically, at this point in the film, it's Halloween, and Elliot finds out that ET wants to phone home. He wants to build this little mechanism and take it out to the field, and use it to send signals to his his planet alien people, his friends, his family, and to come down and, and save him and bring him back to his, his planet. Now, the entire setup, their idea for this scene, for, for this, the way to get E.T. out of the house, because he is an alien and he's very obvious, and he's obviously an alien, is they dress him up as a ghost. And it's, it's so funny, dude. The whole setup is hilarious. They dress him up as a ghost and they're going to leave Elliot, E.T., and his older brother, Michael. They're going to leave and pretend that E.T. as the sheet ghost is the little sister. I think it's Gordy or uh, Gertie is her name in the movie and played by Drew Barrymore. And they're just going to take him outside and kind of sneak him through the, through the streets and then take him to the woods where he can set up his little device. So what happens is since it's Halloween and Dee Wallace, like you said, is the mother... And this is one of my favorite aspects of this of, of of the scene and just how authentic it is with it being the holiday. And I want I want to know your thoughts on it. How excited D. Wallace is to see them mm-hmm. in their costumes and then take a picture on the Polaroid of them. Um, like I, that whole setup, I remember even as a kid, my mom wanted to take photos of me and my costume. Like, all right, you like me and my sister get together. Let's take a bunch of pictures. You look so cute in your costumes. And that's what this entire scene is up until they go outside to go trick or treating, which they never do because it's all a con job to get E.T. outside. Um, but just that whole scene, you know, D. Wallace dressed up as a cat, like a sexy cat, interesting enough. <laughs> like yeah, she, she looks good. <laughs> respectfully, I agree. Yeah. She <laughs> um, looks good. And and you know, the the I always it's all I always thought this was interesting. So Michael, the older brother, he's dressed up His as a terrorist. Costume's great. <laughs> it's I, a I would, terrorist. Did you catch that line? I I don't how is that a terrorist? I don't know. So what happens in the scene before they go downstairs, right? You can hear D Wallace yelling yeah. at him telling him you're not going to go outside dressed as a terrorist. And then the fight just ends and he's dressed like that way anyway. And, and he's like, all my, he's like, all my friends are going as terrorists. Yeah. It's so weird. It's definitely a product of the eighties that it's cool to oh, go yeah. outside dressed as a terrorist. And it is weird but, because this is what I, this is what I take. And I almost feel like something was cut out of the scene. He wasn't wearing that stupid bowler hat. I could see that he was just probably wearing army uh, fatigue pants, fatigue. a black T-shirt, the beard, and then the uh, the knife through the head. And his mom was like, oh, put on this hat to look like Groucho or what, like a character. You look like a clown or something. Yeah. yeah. It, and I feel like that's something that was cut out of the movie. That's why he's wearing that dumb bowler hat on top, like the odd job hat on his head. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, really interesting costumes. Elliot dressed up as like a ghoul. It's like a zombie with yeah. the with the hood, which is great too. The sheet, the classic sheet, uh, sheet ghost on ET. Classic. Um, but one of the best moments to me, and and I always do laugh in this scene. I guess it's because I know the movie so well, is when D. Wallace, the mom, is gonna take a photo of them. She thinks it's her three kids and doesn't realize it's an alien like three feet away from her. And when she's complimenting them, she's like, oh, you guys look great. You look so good. Elliot says, thank you. Michael says, thank you. And then E.T. says, thank you. Like you hear his little like yeah, weird alien. It's not a child. It's not. A, and she does. It, it goes right over her head. She's completely oblivious that that's not even her kid. It's a fucking alien. Um, but just that whole setup is, is phenomenal. I love how they have uh, 
candles set up, like lit candles set up throughout the entire, the entire house. Did you notice that? There's like just yep. candles set up everywhere. And just, just again, that whole setup is, is phenomenal. And then what ends up happening, and probably the, the icing on the cake when it comes to this scene, there's another really funny, funny sequence here uh, that plays out. Another little joke, inside joke kind of. They go outside and they're wandering the streets and we're getting these POV shots of E.T. like walking through the seat. Yeah, through the sheet. And he's looking at all the kids in their Halloween costumes trick or treating. And he's just amazed by it. He's making all these these little sounds and stuff. And he sees another kid dressed up as Yoda. And you hear like a little Star Wars melody play from the Star Wars movies. Yeah. And he starts approach. He starts to turn and walk towards the Yoda, saying "Phone home, phone home, home." Like, <laughs> <laughs> and they're like pulling ET away. So it's so funny because he, I guess he, it's almost implying that he recognizes that, like that, like maybe an alien from his planet looks like Yoda. Dude, it's like. <laughs> It's it's like when a dog walks past another dog and then mm-hmm. they they try to like go at each other like or be next to each other it's it's funny. Yeah, dude, just the way it all plays out. And then you know, and then the way they end that sequence with the silhouettes on the sunset just yeah, looks great. great. Like just it reminds me of Halloween 3. Yeah, exactly. I was about to say it reminds mm-hmm. me of Halloween 3 too. Just the whole this entire scene is just pure gold, man. Like it's gold when it comes to Halloween. It's great. You know, nostalgia, 80s Halloween, and even like some of the decorations on the houses, even though it doesn't have that like, like autumn feel. It has a feel to it, though. It's not like it's completely gone. For sure. And I feel that's just because it's the 80s. So like, that's why it has that feel. It doesn't feel flat. It feels alive. Even the kids trick or treating in the scene. That's a good way to describe it. There's just stuff always happen. The costumes are great. There's like a a ghoul zombie lizard looking face. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just amazed at every single uh, um, character he sees, every costume he sees. And then, you know what's one more funny thing about this scene is is you see Drew Barrymore. She's a cowboy, a cowgirl. That's her real costume. But she's got the sheet the sheet over her head and waiting for yeah. them at, like, the meeting point. And she looks so bummed. Like, she didn't get to go trick-or-treating or anything. So it's just it's just funny. Like, you know, they, they fucked over, like, her Halloween, basically. She wasn't able. They fucked her over. Yo, she couldn't have a, a good Halloween. He's got to get home. Yeah, exactly. With his clown shoes and his, his literally wearing clown yeah, shoes man. and his sheet. You know what the you know what's another funny thing, dude? After this like great Halloween scene, that's when the movie starts to get super depressing, and ET almost dies, and he finds them all dried up. Cra- Yo, dude, I gotta watch. I have watch to watch ET. ET is one of the most emotional movies. You you will never you. I don't know anyone that could watch ET and not get sad for a fictional <laughs> rubber alien like a puppet. Like you just feel for him, and he's not even a real thing. So good, great scene, great Halloween scene. I love it. Trick or treat. <laughs> if you ain't just the cutest little ghost I ever did see. Say it again. Trick or treat, ma'am. Well, I guess since Halloween was yesterday, you're just gonna have to trick me. And you missed them caramel popcorn balls I made up special. So this, it, listen. I don't have as much to go on as you do because <laughs> your scene was a lot more grand, grander. I don't even know what's a word um, than this one, but I do have a little something, something to sprinkle into this. So my first pick is a perfect world, which came out in 1993 and it was directed by Clint Eastwood. So this movie, so I was 10 when this movie came out and this movie was on all the time. Like on HBO and stuff. I've and never seen it. I've never seen this movie. I've seen it again. I I haven't seen this since I was a kid. But this scene vividly sticks out in my head after re like finding it because I forgot about it. And basically, the movie is about Kevin Costner, who's and listen, this is a very very abridged version of this uh, summary here. Kevin Costner is an escaped convict, and he kidnaps a kid. And he, like, tries to use the kid as, like, what's the word I want to use here? Like, um... Leverage. Leverage, thank <laughs> yeah. you. You know, to you know, just to be free or whatever, to, you know, go on his way. And, like, the kid comes from, like, a really religious home. And, like, the parents aren't the best parents. And this particular scene I'm speaking about is the day after Halloween. And he takes the kid trick-or-treating. 
And the kid has never partaken in Halloween because the mother wouldn't let him. And he's dressed as Casper. Now, the movie takes place, like, when, when were those, um, um, uh, like, those Ben Cooper. Ben Cooper. That was, like, the 60s, 70s. Yeah, so yeah. it's something, like, it's, like, that era of, of time. Yeah. And he's he's got, like, a Casper mask on. He's wearing all white. And he doesn't know what to do. He's got a bag. And, and, and Kevin Costner's, like, say trick or treat. And he doesn't have the mask on. And he goes, put the mask on when she gets to the door. And she puts the mask on. And he's, like, trick or treat. And he holds out the bag. And then the woman's like, "Oh, you, you know, you, you know, you're a day late. Halloween was yesterday." He's like, "I'll take a trick though." And she, she's like, "Oh, and you missed my car. Uh, I think it was um, caramel apples or something or like candy that. corn. I candy, think it was candy. Yeah. No, not candy corn. Caramel corn. That's yes. what it was." And <laughs> she looks at Kevin Costner, and Kevin Costner just flashes his gun handle, and she's like, "I'll be right back." And that's it. That's the scene. But it's such. It, that scene stuck out to me so much as a kid. It's a weird movie. Dude, he, it's pre- a he presses this lady. No, he does. <laughs> he walks up to her and legit presses her with a gun. <laughs> he threads her. But now I have a question. Since I've never seen this movie, does, Ke- does Ke- Kevin Costner's character, does he have any redemption at the end? Like, is it well, from what you remember? Like, does he I become... Don't, a, I honestly don't remember, don't? but okay. I can tell you this. I can tell you this. He is, like... He becomes very fond of the kid and, like, gotcha. you know, almost wants to take care of the kid because the kid comes from a very... Um, what's the word? Again, you're going to have to help me with Like a word. broken uh, home? I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. It's... Because I've... Dude, I've... And you said Clint... I think you told me when we were texting about this... That Clint Eastwood directed this movie? Yeah, he directed it. Yeah, dude, I've never even heard of it. And I was like, like, wow. Yeah, he he ends up being like a better dad than the real dad in the movie. Yeah, so this kid. So the so Kevin Costner. So there is some redemption for him, yeah, for sure. I'm s I'm gonna I want honestly, dude, watching this scene, I was like, Well, I gotta watch this movie. Are there any is it is it only this one scene? Do you ever see actual Halloween or just the next day? I don't know. You I don't think remember? it's the, I think it's just the next day. Uh, yeah, I think it's just the next day. Yeah, it's good, dude. When I watched it, I was like, "Yo, what is this?" Just the fact that he pressed her and it's pulled a out weird a, scene, dude. He just like flashes the gun, almost implying like, "Yo, you better go back into go your some, house. Go get that candy, that corn, whatever, caramel corn. Go get that shit." <laughs> yo, go find. Yo, you think there's anyone that's actually done that? Like, if they're kid, like someone's like, oh, I don't sure. sell in the hood. Someone knocks on the door, and then they're like, they don't celebrate Halloween, and they just fucking flash their piece, and then. Fucking they're like, all right, I'll be right back. Go mm-hmm. find, give them a loaf of bread or some shit, some anything they have at home. That'd be kind give of, this kid something. Yo, dude, that'd be fucked up and also kind of funny in a morbid way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just kind of like flashing your guns. Scary, dude. That is kind of scary though when you think about yeah, it. it like that. I'm sure there's been but, instant like some shit happens like that. So in history of just trick or treating. Yeah. And again, that that scene itself is just one of those scenes that kind of stick with you. Yeah, for a long time, you know. Hey, it's you like, remembered it, man. I yeah. I never heard about this movie until you mentioned it, and now I kind of want to watch it. So it's a good movie. Leave him alone, man. He's had enough. I'll decide when he's had enough, man. What is wrong with you, Johnny? Enemy deserves no mercy. So my second Halloween scene from a non-Halloween movie. Once again, I I would say this scene. And some of the stuff in these scenes might be even more iconic than some stuff that happened in E.T. Probably more iconic than that Probably. E.T. scene. And that E.T. Well, scene the, definitely is definitely the E.T. scene. Not the, I wouldn't say the movie. But not the, the ET movie. Scene. Yeah. But this aspects of this scene in pop culture are probably more known to people than just that E.T. scene I talked about. And that is the Halloween dance scene in The Karate Kid from 1984. Yeah, that's great. There is a Cobra Kai show on now. So if that tells you anything about just the longevity of The Karate Kid, that there is a series on Netflix right now that is a follow-up to this to the original trilogy. I think the even the fourth movie, like just a follow-up to Mr. Miyagi and Daniel LaRusso and all that. So... The plot, everyone knows. I'm sure most of our listeners, you guys know the plot of The Karate Kid. You've got, you know, Daniel-san, who moves to California with his mom from, I think, New Jersey, if I remember correctly. 
and he's getting bullied and all that stuff by Johnny Lawrence and the Cobra Kai, and he gets beat up, and then he becomes friends with Mr. Miyagi, who trains him the art of karate, and then he goes up against Cobra Kai at the at the tournament, and then beats Cobra Kai. We all wax on, wax off. We all know about the Karate Kid, but in this scene, you've got Daniel going to the high school's Halloween dance. Now, one of the funniest things about this is that Daniel is dressed as a shower. He literally has a curtain. He has like a rod that's on, it's like connected to his back. And it's just like a, almost like a hula hoop and then a curtain yeah. wrapped around it's him. It's cool. It's great. Funny thing, the first slasher movie that I ever wrote, like the first movie I ever worked on that I wrote, um, we had some, we recreated that shower costume and had someone wearing that at a party before like the killer came and slaughtered a bunch was of it people. easy to make i didn't make it but I, I just i know that someone was dressed like it the someone that was involved with the props put it together because i think that was an idea we had had when we had i don't remember how the idea, idea sh- popped up but i think we were like oh let's have someone dressed up as a shower like in as a reference to the karate kid uh and going back to the scene you got daniel and his girlfriend, Allie, Elizabeth Shue, very popular actress. Totally actually. forgot she was in this. Yeah, she's she's the girlfriend. She kind of gets fizzled out as the... I feel like Daniel has a new girlfriend in every installment in the series. That's basically how it, how it was. I have a confession. Yes. Don't care for these movies. Mmm... Hey man, I, I I I'm sure you're not alone. I I'm a big I'm a big fan of all of them. I think this scene though fun. is great. I yeah. fuck with this scene. <laughs> I like I think they're all they're all great movies. I, I like them all. I'm I'm I honestly the only one I I've never seen is the remake with like Will Smith's kid and Jackie I, Chan. That I, I had, couldn't tell you anything about that. I have this. that I have zero interest in the remake, but I do like the originals. I even like the Cobra Kai TV show. I think it's fun. It's stupid, but it's fun. But yeah, I heard it's good. Yeah, it's, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. And it's connected. Like, they do a fantastic job connecting the show to all the previous films, except for the remake. Like, the original trilogy. And the, even, I think, I have a feeling the fourth film is going to get referenced soon, too. But the one with uh, Hil- Hilary Swank. That's when uh, <laughs> Ralph Macchio wasn't in the series anymore. Does she still act? I, I haven't have, heard anything from I her. Have, I have no idea. She, she's uh, great in Boys Don't Cry. She is great in that. But, yeah. You've got you've got Daniel, you've got Allie, Elizabeth Shue. They're making up at this Halloween dance party. Everyone's dancing. They're having a good time. You know, the Cobra Kai's there. And I don't want to talk about them just yet. But what ends up happening is there's a dude. First things first, there's a band performing, like some new wave shit at the at the Halloween party. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of great costumes in there. Like everyone, there's there's a guy just a Spider-Man. There's a bunch of costumes. It looks like an authentic gymnasium at a high school and kids having a party. Like it looks they did a great job just kind of putting everything together. Now, there's a guy at this at this Halloween party dressed as a chicken slamming <laughs> real <laughs> eggs. <laughs> On people. on people like throwing That's them so at funny. people and like smashing them on their head so what happens is this chicken guy walks up in like by the curtain and like by elizabeth's shoe and 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 daniel and smashes a egg on him and he has to go clean. oh I gotta, i'm a mess i have to go clean this up so what happens he goes to the restroom and when he goes into the restroom to clean up all the egg he bumps into Johnny Lawrence. Well, he doesn't bump into him. He notices that Johnny, because I think one of Johnny's friends is like talking to him. He's rolling a doobie. He's rolling like a, a joint in one of the yep. stalls. So again, there's a lot of bullying going on with, with Daniel and, and Johnny Lawrence and Cobra Kai. So he ends up using a hose to kind of wet Johnny. Yeah, he throws it in and puts it on, on the stall. On the stall and just kind of yeah. wet him. Now, before I go into what happens next. The most iconic thing about this entire scene and, and one of the most icon- iconic things in Karate Kid in general is obviously Cobra Kai and their skeleton jumpsuit costumes. So good. Which, like, the entire Cobra Kai is dressed up as these skeletons. And, funny enough, the new show actually 
redid it. There's another dance party, like I think set on Halloween, and one of the kids dresses up in that costume too, like as part of Cobra Kai. Like that, they, they they redid the basically the kids dress yeah, up as awesome. skeletons again. I always love that shit, dude. Like I always love the skeleton. Like we've talked about our love for the skeleton jumpsuit as a costume, but the way this it looks, looks, this is like that. My this is where it comes from, though. Yeah, like, like for every, me, is like this. Yeah. yeah. Anytime anyone sees a group of people wearing skeleton costumes, they just think of Cobra Kai and they think of exactly. you know of the Karate Kid. Um, and it's just a great kind of setup leading to, and this entire scene is important because this scene leads to Daniel learning that Mr. Miyagi knows karate and he want, he kind of begs him to train him how to fight and stuff. So what happens? They wet, uh, Daniel wets Johnny, Johnny and the rest of Cobra Kai chase Daniel through out of the school through this field it becomes very atmospheric because he has very atmosphere dude i love it so it's very halloweeny and that's what i love about in this random karate movie from the 80s so yep he's running through this field he hops this fence in like this industrial warehouse looking area and it's foggy as shit and then you've got all of cobra kai wearing their skeleton jumpsuits beating up Daniel, like just beating him up, knocking him out, doing spin kicks. One of the guys like, Johnny, come on, Johnny, stop beating him up. He's had enough. (laughs) He's had enough, Johnny. Let him go. Let him go. And then you've got Mr. Miyagi, like a creep, creepy creature. You see him like out of focus (laughs) behind, behind Cobra Kai climbing the fucking fence and then he beats the shit out of Cobra Kai. And, and he, nice. like, pushes Daniel's son away. Sorry, I cut you off. No worries. He pushes him. No, he, he As Mr. Miyagi's jumping down into this foggy, atmospheric, vaporwave scene with karate skeletons. Vaporwave. He, he gently pushes yeah. Daniel out of the way and then starts to beat up Cobra Kai. And like I said, dude, that, that, that's basically where Daniel learns that. Mr. Miyagi again knows karate and they like I said just everything about the setup similar to the ET scene and that's why I wanted to talk about these scenes and why there's just they're just so they're just so great when it comes to like representing Halloween as a holiday just that fog they didn't need to add that fog into that scene if you think about it but But, thank goodness they did but thank goodness because it adds this creepy kind of vibe to it and it works because it's it's halloween and i just love that i just love how they went out of their way to do that and then on top of that having the cobra kai in their costumes just everything about it and like the costumes don't look lazy and cheap they look like they actually the like you know the the kind of production the the film design the design of the film the person that kind of set up the set the set designer and all that stuff did a fantastic job just putting so much detail into everything even the makeup on cobra kai on their faces and the jumpsuit there's like a headpiece that covers their hair to make it look more like a skull just everything about it is is fantastic and like i said my two picks are kind of basic because everyone knows them but they're what every halloween film to me tries to emulate when it comes to a right. halloween set film this is what you want you want a scene like this scene in the karate kid that just sure. oozes halloween atmosphere and has such small details that work so well the lighting the costumes everything dude everything is perfect about this scene and the et scene i i agree and i bet you this karate kid scene uh was uh in the Are You Afraid of the Dark episode of the Twisted Claw, when the yeah. kids are running away from the bullies, and it's the same thing, basically. Yeah, for sure. Where there's a yeah, I guarantee you, they just were like, let's do a scene like that, and they do it well because it's atmospheric as hell that scene too. So I just wanted to throw that in there. No, for sure, and that that's kind of the biggest thing about it because this movie's really about the relationship between Daniel and Mr. Miyagi, but they just tossed in this really cool set piece. That's set on like the bet that's set on the best holiday ever, and just the way they were yep. able to play it out so perfectly and and fit the holiday into the yeah, scene. Yeah, its execution was spot on. Oh, spot on! It's it's perfect yeah. to me. It's probably between my two picks, between the Karate Kid and the ET, and I love them both. I probably lean more towards the Karate Kid just because they were able to kind of make it I, dark. I agree. That yeah. scene where they're beating up 
Daniel in the fog wearing their skeleton costumes just looks like. And like you always talk about shitty kids on Halloween. That's exactly what Cobra Kai exactly is. Exactly what that is. <laughs> so it's just yeah. perfect, dude. Both my picks I, to me are just perfect Halloween scenes. Yeah. And they're both in movies that have nothing to do outside of these scenes with the holiday. And I love them both, man. I love them both. These are the Neon Maniacs. They live so others may die. My second pick is a scene from the movie Neon Maniacs, which came out in 1986 and is directed by Joseph Mangine. I will go with Mangine. <laughs> Mangine. Um, so, spoiler alert ahead. If you've never seen Neon Maniacs, you might not want to listen to this. Um, <laughs> I'll, give you a, I'll give you a second. Okay. Neon Maniacs is... Have you seen uh, Neon Maniacs, Louis? So here's something funny before you go into Neon Maniacs. There's three movies that I always get confused with each other. And I own all three of them. I have copies of all three of them. So these are the mm-hmm. three movies I get I get confused. Because I'll be very honest, Neon Maniacs isn't one of my favorite things ever. So these are the three movies. Spookies, Neon Maniacs, mm-hmm. and Black Roses. There are elements okay. of all those movies I constantly get confused about and I and I, I enjoy all three of them. Don't get me wrong, but they're not movies mm-hmm. I'd say I revisit that often. Like, like I okay, that's fair. You know what I mean? But yeah, I get all three confused. I'll be honest. I have not sat through Neon Maniacs in at least seven eight years. It's been a long time since I've sat and okay. watched Neon Maniacs. No, no worries. I, I I think Neon Maniacs is one of the finest '80s horror movies. This inspired like me I, to. This inspired me to give it a rewatch soon so yeah it's great it's great so a, a brief very brief synopsis <laughs> of neon maniacs neon maniacs is about these group of mutants monsters whatever you want to they're call almost them. you know what they remind me of the creatures from nightbreed almost but like a yeah, cheaper yeah they're yeah a they're cheaper definitely a cheaper version, version. a yeah. lower budget version of the yeah. night it's like the the nightbreed monsters but in like a more urban bootleg setting bootleg yeah. well they're not as i guess uh, they're a little more they're like they're like the ghetto version of okay <laughs> they're, it's just bad uh, yeah they're, ghetto I mean, they're cool they're cool in their own way real quick but yeah is neon maniac set in new york no it's set in in california that's california they, they live okay. they live so the neon maniacs live under the golden gate bridge yes that's what it is i know it was a bridge <laughs> and there's like no rhyme or reason to it there they just come out and they basically wreak havoc on this town that they're in i guess it's san francisco <laughs> they're and, in. and each neon maniac has its own little personality right they yes. all have like their own look and weapon and, and they have stuff. like their own little tarot cards too which is weird but anyway <laughs> um it that that's really what it is like that's all i can tell you it's it's i don't want to call it a slasher movie i don't know if it's a monster movie it's both you I know think, what i mean i it's, think it leans more it's like a it's like a zombie like a zombie movie it's almost like if the blob was monsters like on feet you know what i mean like just these like yeah, yeah, yeah. creatures that kind of roam together and start slaughter again like right. night like nightbreed but instead of bothering them and you know they're they're innocent these are actually bad monsters that want to kill right. people. They're know? just so, shitty monsters that just, just want to fuck monsters, with everybody. Yeah. So there's your brief synopsis. I highly recommend checking this movie out. Um, also, I think it's Terror Vision. They just put out the score to this movie. And this, yeah. The score to this movie is pretty good. It so is good. I, I would check it out. Uh, so now back to the matter at hand here (laughs) this halloween scene that is in this movie is probably one of the best halloween scenes there is in in movies like we get this halloween dance and now it's very adjacent to the karate kid one so yeah we get a halloween dance and it's almost like a battle of the bands and this this battle of the band slash dance is literally filled with tons of people in costumes and you got nuns invisible man um I'm i have a little sure <laughs> one costume stuck out to do Go it ahead. i that's my halloween costume dude i'm gonna wear 
bandages around my it's head, great. sunglasses, a pair of Ray Vans, <laughs> and, be- and, and a beanie on top yeah. of my head. Dude, yeah. I was great. like, "Yo, that looks like me with bandages on my head." That's basically what that character was. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. I, I wanted to know what that character, like, what was that? Caught the Invisible Man, but wearing a beanie and Ray Bans on, like a lazy Invisible it's Man. Great. I, I, it, oh, I love it. I'm just like, yo, that's gonna be a costume I wear this year. That's lit. And he's just wearing like a hoodie. <laughs> and 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 like I said, in like a, like a beanie, like rolled up beanie, and a pair of Ray Bans. That's and bandages on his face. Amazing! I'm doing it that this amazing. year. That's Absolutely. my Halloween costume right now. One of my and, Halloween costumes. And now listen, being that this is like a Halloween dance, the Neon Maniacs look like they're in costume too. So that's the be- yeah, that's like the coolest part. Just kind right. of hard. People don't realize that they're not guests exactly. at the party. So, so just to rewind just a little bit for more context to part of the, there's an aspect to this Halloween party is that they hand out water guns to the uh, people at this Halloween dance. Now, the reason why they do that is because the neon maniacs are afraid of water and it damages them, <laughs> which is funny because <laughs> they live under the Golden Gate Bridge, but that's whatever. Um <laughs> Don't so, don't try to don't try to make sense of neon maniacs. Right. <laughs> so all these people have these water guns, and one of the main characters, I believe her name is Carla, is a really cool like teenage girl who's into makeup effects, and she yeah. makes masks and she does all this stuff, and she's dressed as like a really cool looking Dracula, and she's and she's way younger than all the other kids at this Halloween dance, so. She's in on the plan. There's like, I like, I can't give you the whole plot of this movie because I'm not reviewing this movie right now. So I'm yeah. trying to give context. There's a main, you know, like the main characters is a main girl and main guy. And then there's Carla and there's, yeah. So those, those three. And basically they're waiting for the neon maniacs to come to this Halloween dance so they can <laughs> kill them in the Halloween yeah, dance. Oh my God. It's and, so ridiculous. And then they finally do show up. And it's just a slaughter. Everybody's getting killed. Killed. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, okay. And then, yo, dude, and the Neon Maniacs are like creeping there. They're not even like in a rush to get to right. this party either. They're like literally just kind of slowly moving towards the fucking party. It's so ridiculous. But if you're to remove, now, if we remove the Neon Maniac element of the movie, this Halloween party is fucking great. You got It's similar, two bands like you playing. said, it's similar to the yeah, Karate Kid. It really is. To cut you off there. No, it's fine. And. There's so we have like this 80s pop band that plays and yo the song that they start off with is 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 a pure banger. It, it's yeah, so good. I agree. And then like it's like a hair metal band <laughs> with a whip. He's got like right. a, like one of those like uh, I forget what you call it, cat and nine tails or Dude, something like that. He's very holding. flamboyant, very like he's touching himself and hitting his <laughs> leg and like the chorus of the song is we've had enough We've had enough. Dude, you want to know something funny? When I was watching the clip, I thought it was the same band, but they just changed. Like when it went dark, it went from like the like new wave band stages. Yeah, I know. And then I was like, wait a second, did did that band just turn into like the hair metal band? But then now that you say about it, it makes sense how it's two different stages. It's like a battle of the bands Halloween dance party, and And the two bands are completely different types of music. It's it's amazing, and it's just one of those movies. It has a lot of because this movie is not a halloween movie in any capacity no but at all. the scene has atmosphere to it the whole movie has atmosphere to it and it's just a great halloween scene like just the way it's done there's so many people dressed up in this in this one you know this segment of the movie and it's a party you'd want to be at like i can't see how no one would ever want to be at this halloween dance because it's it's to me it was done perfectly yeah it's 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 Again, you you said it, and I said it a couple times. It it's very reminiscent of the Karate Kid. These are supposed to be high school kids too at this yeah, concert. But they're definitely not high school. No, kids. they're all they're in their thirties. They're, yeah, they're, they're supposed all like their to be twenties. They're supposed to be seventeen. Um, yeah, dude, it's so funny because I, I'll be honest, like this. So like when they cut to outside shots of the Neon Maniacs, nothing about it screams Halloween. But it's like everything contained inside of this building is very Halloween. Exactly. So it's one of those situations where Neon Maniacs, when comparing it to like something like the Karate Kid or E.T., 
they didn't have a big budget on this movie. Nowhere near probably no, the money no, that no. those two movies had. It had a budget, had. but not like that. Not like those. Those are two right. big Hollywood movies. So Neon Maniacs is not a big Hollywood movie. So I'm sure that kind of plays into why it looks a little more low budget. It's funny because this scene, this Neon Maniacs Halloween party concert scene reminds me of Black Roses. I don't yeah. know why, dude. I That's why that. I said I always get that whole like, you know, I think Lizzie Borden is the band that performed like the the song is from Lizzie Borden in the beginning of Black Roses where they're oh, like okay. monsters performing on stage. It's, it's a it's a fucking banger song too. It's amazing. But sim- dude, I'm telling you. Black Roses, Neon Maniacs and Spookies is like the ultimate triple feature cuz they all through those movies, dude, there's things in each of those movies I forget. Because they're all about, like, monsters, and there's, like, bands playing, and there's, like, I don't think there's any in Spookies, but there's, like, 20-year-olds portraying 15-year-olds or 30-year-olds playing younger. <laughs> it's, like, all just, like, the, uh, the three movies definitely feel like they're in the same universe, if, if that makes yeah, any sense. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, you but, know, like, it's, go ahead. No, it's a good scene. I, I'm, I'm glad you picked this one because, honestly, this didn't even come to mind, to like, for me, at least, when it comes to, like, I Halloween I scenes. I talked about it already. <laughs> No, dude, I, I honestly, I don't think you've ever, you've mentioned maybe Neon Maniacs on the show, but I don't think you ever mentioned this scene. I didn't even know there was a Halloween scene in it's Neon so good. Maniacs. I didn't even remember it. So imagine there's a, like I said, it, it inspired me to want to go back oh, and watch, watch and watch Neon Maniacs. It's been, it's been a while. So <laughs> I have to check it out again. I have it on tape. I'll send you a picture of it so you can post it in the, uh, on the Haunted Hangover Instagram. Now, now I think you might have answered this. Between my two scenes, you're leaning more towards Karate Kid as your yeah, favorite. Definitely. Why? I just want why? Why is that one? Because, why do you like that one more than the ET one? Because ET one has a lot going for it. My infatuation with the skeleton jumpsuit comes from this movie, and the vaporwave aesthetic with the yes. fog. <laughs> yes. So there you go. That's why. Now, for me. Out of your two scenes, as much as I love the Neon Maniacs, listen, dude, both of your picks are ridiculous. I'm gonna be very honest; they're both very would you ridiculous. Anything else? No, I would not expect anything else from you. I'm probably gonna go for what's the name of the Kevin Costner movie again? The a Perfect the, World. Oh, Perfect World. I'm probably gonna go with the perfect, the uh, a Perfect World scene, just because of how like tough kevin costner was in that, in that two minute long scene that he mm-hmm. forced the lady to celebrate halloween <laughs> the on november 1st and that's something i gotta i gotta respect yeah. i gotta respect we always talk about how shitty november 1st is my man kevin Not costner this kid, it wasn't my man rolling <laughs> my man kevin costner rolled up yeah. with the with the piece and was telling this old lady this older lady hey Give the give the kids some caramel, whatever. Break caramel. Get some candy. <laughs> Break. <laughs> get him some candy. He's about to. Yeah. He's about to pop. Some shit's about to pop off. Yo, Kevin Costner's a G in that movie, man. I've got to yes. see it. I'm, dude. I gotta watch Neon Maniacs dude, and and that that Kevin Costner movie. I'm telling you, so that movie was on all the time. A Perfect World, yeah. all the time. And I remember, I watch like it. I said, I was like, oh shit, I remember this scene. It sticks with you. It's an unnerving scene. It's it's stuck with me. Yeah. I was like, damn, is he really gonna shoot this lady? So, yep. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. You have to watch the movie to find and, out. And listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it at this. If you've never seen Neon Maniacs, buy it. Buy it on Blu-ray. I know. I think it's got a uh, Scream Factory release or something. Or buy the tape. It's an expensive tape, but it's worth having on VHS too. So, <laughs> check it out. You're telling me that these things are inside the Golden Gate Bridge. One. Two. That they only come out at night. That they're responsible for the death of 15 or more kids and three of my police officers. (laughs) So that was some of our favorite Halloween scenes from non-Halloween movies, part two. Be sure to subscribe. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at Haunted Hangover. And also check out our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash Haunted Hangover 31. And if you can rate and review us, that would be greatly appreciated. And remember, the best cure for a hangover is more booze. Catch you guys later. <laughs>